Hi, my name is Dan Ariely, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project who have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. Dan's guest this week is Jonah Berger, Assistant Professor of Marketing at the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Dan talks with Jonah about winners and losers and why trailing your opponents slightly during a competition actually increases your chance of winning in the end. This program originally aired in November 2008. I'm honored to be sitting in a restaurant with uh, Jonah Berger, who is having his how many drinks here? Uh, the second Manhattan, but the honor's all mine, Dan. Second Manhattan. I had two glasses of wine, um, and let's see if we can talk coherently. So, um, I, I know that some people in some in life, people, some people are winners and some people are losers, and you're trying to find the good things about being losers. And let's not talk about why you're trying to do it. Let's just talk about what are you finding. So, in general, winning is a good thing. At any point in a match, a competition, the more points you're ahead, the more uh, questions you answer ahead, is a better thing. But what we found... Wait, 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 wait. Do you, do you play any sports? I do play a couple sports. What? what? Uh, soccer, uh, cycling, running. Are you, are you good at it? Uh, that's, a, that's an empirical question. <laughs> okay, let's just take that as a no or maybe and let's move to the research. So the idea actually for this research came when I coached soccer. Um, and so what I found is that I'd have the team in at halftime, and this was about U12 boys, and I'd have them at halftime, and sometimes we were ahead and sometimes these, we were These are your kids, you mean, or 12 years old? They're not my kids, but uh, there are many small children that I had the responsibility of pretending to uh, coach. Okay, that's very and, nice of you. And what I'd find is that you bring them into halftime, and you say, hey, guys, you know what? We're, we're ahead by one point, but you know what? It's really close. Come on. we got to get fired up. we got to get out there and try hard. And you give that same speech when your team is behind by one, and it has a different effect. And, and is it because your speech was different? It's not that my speech is different. I think the notions of motivation would suggest that being behind is very different than being ahead. Well, you, you're losing. You are losing. But, and losing by too much, learned helplessness and, and things related would suggest, you know, if you're losing by too much, you give up, right? I'm losing by 10 goals in soccer. There's no chance we're going to come back. But if, if you're closely behind, if you're just a little bit behind, that might actually be motivating. And what we're going to argue is that might make you more likely to win. Okay. So what, what kind of data could you bring to bear? So we have three years of NCAA basketball. Data. And this is over, NCA means what? Uh, this is college basketball. Okay. Uh, and so over, I think, 8,000 games, something like that. 8,000 games? You mean these college students play 8,000 games in so three years? It's, it's all, a number of NCAA teams, the Division One, the best teams in the country. Um, and this is data from What? The a waste of time. I agree. They should have Manhattans and drink glasses of wine. Okay. So what did you find? So what we find is actually teams that are, that are down by one at halftime, actually losing, are more likely to win. So if, you, if you're behind, it's like kind of your little kids basically you're saying if they're behind, they're probably getting a better speech from the coach or the speech is more it's effective. Not a better speech. So uh, what we find is they're worst teams. So teams that are down by one in general, their record up to that point in the season, they're worst teams in general. Um, but what they are is they're more likely to win. So if you just look at the numbers, they're 51, they win 51.3% of the time. But once you control for the expectation, they actually win about 8% more likely than you think they should be based on their quality and other things. So, so something about being behind, but being just a little bit behind. So you have enough hope. But enough desperation is kind of the right mixture. You're close enough to say, look, if we work really hard in the second half, we can do it. And that's, in fact, what we find. So right after halftime, in the first four minutes, they come out and score on average about 0.6 points more than their opponents 
And that's where the biggest difference occurs. Okay, so it's not just a long-term effect, but it's a short-term effect that happens just when they come back from these training. They're all excited. They're, they're pumped up, and they actually do better. And we also do a dinky lab study based on some work that actually you've conducted where we have people do a little button press game. And we give people false feedback, and in fact, people are given... False, false feedback. I've never given people false feedback. Don't, don't blame me on this. All, all the true feedback. So we bring subject into the lab. We say, look, we'll pay you uh, $3 if you press the buttons faster than your opponent. And by the way, halfway through, we'll do a short pause. And during that short pause, we give them false feedback. We either say they're very far behind, close behind, tied, a little bit ahead, or a little bit uh, very far ahead of their opponent. And being just slightly behind your opponent makes you work a lot harder in that second half. That's, that's fantastic. So, so um, Fantastic? That might be an overstatement. Well, it's it's really cool, but but you you remind me you're teaching in some somewhere do you teach? At the Wharton School. At the Wharton School. Not okay. a financist on Trump. No, no, no. So so and and you've been there for a couple of years now, right? So, uh, just one. Just one year. And at some point, you would want to kind of come up close to tenure and maybe maybe get it, maybe not. Would I'd it like to would try it be? It. But would it be good for you to tell you that you're almost getting there? Like, John, you're really close. If you just try harder, you'll get it. It will be the best thing we can do for you. Well, so I think so. So in general, when we're thinking about motivating students, we're motivating research teams, we're motivating athletes, whoever we're motivating, focusing them on ways in which they're just slightly behind their opponents. So not too far behind. They might give up. But just, just behind a little bit makes them think that it's, it's a short enough gap that if I work hard, I can close it. Okay, so here's a promise for me. Every year I'm going to write you a letter telling you you're very close. You're not there yet. It's unlikely to happen. But if you really try hard, you'll do it. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be happy to contribute to your success all, all this way. All I have way. to do is see your CV, and then I'm slightly behind. <laughs> Very good. Thank you very much. Thank you. This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Dan Ariely of Duke University. Dan's latest book is The Honest Truth About Dishonesty. Learn more about dishonesty, irrationality, and other human quirks at danariely.com. Danariely.com.